just say that in the podcast so we seem like we're good people. And then I recorded that exact phrase so that they know that you're not a good person. Well, people already know I'm not a good person. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying. Well, I mean, if they've been listening to us this long, then maybe. I'm a whore, all right? If we can get money and pop you're it on the podcast. You're a horrible person. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> hey there. Thanks for joining us this week on Wine Guys, the casual podcast show where a couple 20-somethings get together and wine over wine. Each week, we talk about a variety of topics and give our unprofessional opinions over some drinks. This week, we'll be whining about the loss of our dear friend Kevin Samuels, why masculinity is shifting in Western culture, why comfort is a killer, and the importance of communication. If you guys enjoy this podcast and want to continue supporting us, feel free to follow us or send us an email to wineguyspodcast at gmail.com. There you can send any questions or uh, comments that you have, and we look forward to responding to you. And who knows, maybe you'll even be featured in the next episode. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Remember, Wine Guys is an explicit podcast. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Wine Guys, episode 13. What's that, 13? And we're already on 13, dude. Well, well, I mean, we, technically, technically. We, we are 13. It's This is in the queue right now. Yes, we're <laughs> in the backlog. <laughs> so are you going to just post both of them up at the like, same time? Yeah, so to kind of give you guys an update, um, my my livelihood has been shifting around a lot. I've been looking at different look places, and I've been going to L.A. frequently, so I haven't had time to actually sit down and edit the episodes. So some of the episodes are a little bit delayed. Uh, when we're recording this in like early May, you may actually get this like a little later in the month. So um, there's a bit of a queue, but don't worry, guys. We'll be catching up to speed. So you have to short. tell them where you're going. Ducks and it's out, dude. Do you know how many people are in LA? It's more Horses. than some. And maybe people states. think we're big because you know all podcasters does it in LA too. Yeah, that's not true. But <laughs> well, I mean, technically, if I'm do if we're doing it in LA, then anyway, tonight we are drinking <laughs> a Sea Ridge Sauvignon Blanc. 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 There you go, buddy. California. Uh, this got only in the finest Blanc. racks. Finest. Yes. Shelf. The the thing it is. I don't think give us what they make. <laughs> like this complex wine initially it's... expressed melon and passion fruit flavors on the nose, leading to a balanced citrus taste, a lingering finish of honey, Ooh. lemon, and sweet vanilla provides a pleasurable experience to share with others. Mm. Well, we'll only be sharing it between two people today, sadly. Hey, you know what? I'm trying to get a nice uh, body. But you already got a nice body. No, I'm fucking I fucking fat. I have a dad body. And I don't want the dad body. What? I thought you said dead body was pretty popular. Just because it's popular doesn't mean I want it. But well, I guess for now, if you guys, it's just If you me. guys finally remember, this was the first decent wine that I picked up for, you guessed it, for $3. Hey, yo. <laughs> I would have beaten you if they actually charged me the right price. Mm. It's all right for what I got for it. Seerish does it again. This is a very okay wine. It's like just simply lemonade. <laughs> courtesy by yours truly. Uh, not, yes, just, not the not the greatest. Jasaurus taking hey, a. Uh, I like that flavor. I bought it. Jasaurus taking a uh, alcohol break, so he will be enjoying a simply lemonade for today. <laughs> <Not right. laughs> what are you talking about? He's a 
good Muslim boy. He's always been taking a break. <laughs> yes, he's he's our favorite Muslim. Yeah, boy. sure. <laughs> that, yeah. For for a little while, he'll be our good Muslim. We're boy. all good in our own religion. <laughs> good, quote unquote. You're, you're a Christian. I'm a good Catholic. <laughs> well, I'm actually Christian, so Yo, you, you can't dispute you're that. A Catholic, but I went to a Catholic church for a person who unfortunately passed away. Mm. Oh my God, I was fucking weirded out. Oh, because they were Mexicans too. They like the party. Even at no, it wasn't party. It was just. I thought weird. they had music and stuff like that. Yes, but it was depressing music the whole entire time. Like sad trombone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was actually sad piano the whole entire time. Well, mm. it is sad. I mean, like, well, I mean, yeah, when you lose a life, it's not the. Speaking I, of losing a life, unfortunately, a great man has passed away today. We gotta lay down the bombshell, buddy. We gotta make our commemorations. Well, actually, technically speaking, May sixth of twenty twenty two. Which is a great man named Kevin Samuel unfortunately passed away today of allegedly chest pain on what NBC stated. Let me double check yeah. my phone. Just I would I would love a little more information on that because he's like one of your icons, dude. No icon, but a lot of a guy who opened my eyes to. I say he's very equal in the way he treats. He will roast both genders. Well, that's true. He he or had a very objective. He had a very objective, strong opinion, and a very. He was very much himself. Like his... he was as honest as you can possibly be. Exactly. Yeah. But also as polite too. Yeah. You're saying, buddy. Yeah. So unfortunately, he passed away. According to the NBC News, right? Yeah, NBC News. Mm-hmm. By yeah, he passed away. They say the six Thursday night. My bad. Not not yesterday night. Not today. That's unfortunate. May fi- May fifth. My bad. Uh, sad. How old was he? Fifty-three. Unfortunately, he passed away. That's sad. Yeah. Sad part too is his mom that said it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, imagine that. But well, man, the women on. Oh, Twitter. but man, the article they are trying to push on the poor man after he died. Man. Are they trying? Are they seriously trying to put post there, a narrative? That, well, remember Gilbert Gottfried. According when he died? to the article written by, how uh, would you call it? I'm trying to get the name by. Oh boy, Minyovina Burke. Minyovina Burke. Yeah, I, I can't pronounce her name. <laughs> I, I try. I tried to uh, announce the name. Minivon Burke. I'm assuming it's Minivon Burke. Mini me. Yeah, it's called Mini me. <laughs> yeah, Mini me. Mini me for short. How about Mrs. Burke? Okay, Mrs. Miss Burke. Or Mrs. Burke. Burke. Yeah. They were talking about uh he said that if you are 35, if you are 35 and you're unmarried, you are a leftover woman. Which I'm pretty sure he said, but not in the way like Well, context is very context important. Context is very important. And when he said that, he probably was talking to a girl when a lot of high value men generalize that after 35 guys do consider girls is this just That's pretty sad. shitty that they have to push a narrative about somebody's death but, literally the day of but what is. really pissed me off the most is the when they when they were writing about he rated women's appearance based on their looks and dress size and he never did that he would always ask the woman first how they looked what is their dress size and then would explain to him why a high value man would not would be interested or would not be interested in in exactly. that regard yeah but to also go on the fact that why would people do that i mean remember when Gilford Gottfried passed away mm, yeah there's people telling on twitter saying he should be burning in hell for the things he said like just because someone says a joke you don't like doesn't mean you know they should burn 
it, I mean, I don't tell people to burn when they're trying to groom kids. I mean, like Gilbert Godfrey was a legend in animation and comedy. And the fact that like he passed away as well as Kevin Samuel, man, this is a rough month already. I yeah. think I think he passed away last month. No, he passed. Well, I think he passed away at the start of this month or the end of last month. It was like about a week ago. But but man, just because someone says something you don't like. Yeah. I mean, like, why do you have to toss dirt on his grave, dude? Like these people. That's what they even did away. was Kobe Bryant, too. Yeah. Like, I believe her name was Gail. She's a very popular news anchor. Gail? She's best friends with Oprah. I don't remember her exact name, but. Hmm. She was doing an interview right after Kobe Bryant died and was bringing up his sexual assault case, which, by the way, found out that he did not sexually abuse that woman. It was a false claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not going to retract By court. That. But it doesn't matter. It's the but fact that he had a sexual assault claim. And they, she kept on bringing it up and bringing it up. And Candace's partner, I remember my memory served me correctly, kept on saying, no, I, like, I, I didn't really, like, I'm not going to really say my opinion. She was trying to, you know, no, yeah. answer the question, which right we saw a guy Absolutely. just died, and, yeah. you're, and you're already trying to paint a narrative on this guy. Yeah, it's like this guy died, and then he's just like putting a sticking a sign right next to his grave saying, I'm stupid, or something Gentlemen, like remember that. Remember the saying, you can't let a tragedy, a good tragedy, go to waste. But it's just depressing, man. I'm just like, I mean, we're here to commemorate the good things that happen to these people, or at least, you know, try to look, reflect every, on every them. person has done something wrong. Or has allegedly done something wrong. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not. A, you can always learn from your mistakes. But I will Absolutely. also say, though, you can't just say someone's a saint after passing either. I'm no, not, this is not but a George Floyd keep, situation. You have to keep more of a neutral thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like he has made, like, Kobe Bryant, if you, if you knew his reputations early on, he was known as an asshole. Like, just as an asshole. But after retirement, he became, you know, a beloved figure in the sports of NBA. Look, he's no longer competitive. He's no longer, like trying to get ahead of well he else. was an asshole though like on the court he was like the biggest asshole you'll ever meet in your life you're trying to be the best and some people exactly do different methods to get there exactly yeah but i think like people have i think we discussed this in an earlier episode we were talking about how people tend to uh overgeneralize and tend to like to fit people into boxes this mm-hmm. is kind of the same case people like to fit people into boxes even after they like died. they've been fitting kevin samuels into a box that he's sexist yeah and would demean black women and all the time the only reason that somebody would do that is to push a narrative and if you watch his videos he never has done that he just basically stating what he believes is to be true or <clears throat> facts yeah and the respectful thing would be to look at him in an objective manner but rather than just criticizing him for the things that you know don't fit that journal's biasy but the problem is is that if you report that he's a sexist even after death then it's going to drive and more you know, people the crazy to read part it is? He was even more harsh with women than men. Look up some of the videos when he was talking to guys and look up some of the videos when he's talking to girls. It is completely different. You mean another way around? He was more harsh with men than with women? Oh, that's what I said. Didn't I? He said no, women is oh, hard. Oh, he, he was, I thought I said he was, my bad. He was more harsh with men than women. Yeah, what? man. When this dude called in, I remember seeing it. He was like, so what are you? It's like, I'm 5'4". I'm 30 something years old. I make set amounts. Like, so you're expecting someone to start loving you because you're like that and not doing any effort? It's like, oh, I'm doing it. No, you're not doing hard enough. Like, he was just roasting this. I know. And when it was a woman, he tries to, he's more politely saying, like, trying to get them to figure out the situation they're in. While it was like, actually, he's just telling you, no, you need to fucking do this. Well, I think he sets, he's, he, I think it's, he's harsher towards guys because he, he expects a higher expectation from Well, he them. also has more personal experience on what he's yeah. yeah. guy, yeah. too. 
Exactly. He and has, he also knows how to talk to men and women. Well, because men had men. Yes, had. you are right. Men, they are spoken more harshly to, and they can handle the truth usually better than women can. Well, I mean, as you were saying before, it's a matter of rationality versus emotion. Yeah. Nowadays, a lot of guys seem pretty um, unable to handle anything at all. Yeah, my, that's um, also true too. So my my girlfriend's teacher figure, um, he he's in a he's basically like a, a retired teacher, and they me and my girlfriend are close friends, or her and the teacher are good friends, mm-hmm. and he had a very interesting point to make about like you know women and men's roles nowadays he's very much a player he's he's a, he's he, he's 50 something he's retiring on a good income and he doesn't want to get married yeah, i think but he's got all those good benefits making decent money i know that's what i'm saying government but he backed. doesn't so let me guess, it, does he work out too in good shape mm, he's in okay shape he's more a dad bod but um he was talking to my girlfriend and he's like why would i ever want to get married right now and she's like, I don't know, because you love somebody. It's like, I've already got married twice. I'm good. You could love someone. But for married. you, why would you want to get married? And she's like, well, because he seems like a nice guy. I love him. You know, I'm talking about me. And he's yeah. like, and he's like, um, I don't know how the conversation got to this point. But he was basically talking about men's gender roles nowadays, because women are trying to create their own independence and are trying to be their own people. Um, it's actually frowned upon to be more masculine. So it's actually the oddity for most men because men are more quote unquote high value now because the few men that are still super assertive, super dominant, super masculine um, are the ones that are chased after when the majority of men don't do that because they're chastised by women who are like like feminists or people who like or they don't have confidence or they or don't have confidence. family situations take yeah. this into account also different moni- mo- like different family dynamics different uh abilities to earn money nowadays mm-hmm. because it's like of income issues like men are actually more likely to be in a beta role like we've discussed alpha and betas they're more likely to be in a beta role in a relationship than an alpha well, one nowadays. to add what you were saying is basically imagine you're growing up nowadays for the longest time you're being told girls can do whatever you can or that girl doesn't need you or all men are trash because say but there's quite a few people who raised by single mothers are dating guys and they just keep flaking and they keep doing bad stuff and then she just gives you this idea all men are bad right like you grow up with all that and all that being said to you at an early age when you get older you're like oh i don't want to be bad i want to be someone who they all like me yeah so they're not going to do any of the traits that other guys might have done that she doesn't want but on the same token that also makes them less assertive and less dominant and less how should i say which is proven that women are actually not turned on by guys like that they think they are until they get into a relationship like that most women, let me phrase that. Most women are not. Well, I just find it fascinating because it's a shift in both directions. And yeah. whether or not that, you know, that causes more relationships to work or not um, is up for contention. Uh, of course, you have your stance on that. But like I said, there are there are social norms that are changing. And I just found that this one was very fascinating that, you know, it makes sense that men are not the ones that are being, uh, I guess, the men's men are becoming less dominant because women want to be or, more dominant. Or men just don't want to deal with the BS too and just say, you know, screw this. Why why am I gonna waste my time trying to get these girls that aren't even interested in me? I can just do something else. That's true. And yeah. I can just pay for watch porn. Pay for porn. It's not cheaper. <laughs> pay for uh what you call it, my only fans. Pay yeah. for prostitution. Well like, that guy, like guys are more logically thinking, so they'll try to find other alternatives 
to fill that void. Because well, think about it. If you are getting into marriage and you have a 50-50 shot of getting divorced and say you survived that 50-50 shot, but you still have a lower percentage of actually being happy in that relationship, does it really seem but like... But the other biggest issue with the dynamic is the respect. Hmm. Like, have you ever seen studies between women who makes more than men and vice versa? No. Women will not respect the guy if they don't make ease equal amount of money or more money than they do so i normally don't ask for sources but i'd be very interested if you had a source on Give that me a while, but I'll, I'll um the source for you yeah <laughs> whip it out buddy um yeah. but with how should i say gosh i had a point and then i lost it well i guess i can add to his part yeah okay. there's a little more backed up by a thing a research that okay cupid did that got taken down very quickly where it showed like the pics between men and women what they saw on the other sex men saw like a more like a evened out curve where like they'll see women that are unattractive at a small percentage the majority are like all right they're okay with and then like a very small percentage are the top women i and i just remembered what i was going to say well so gosh. yes yes i know i'm Rude. so horrible a horrible friend when you let me finish either yes of course <laughs> but um the, the problem is is that the barrier to entry for relationships is a lot higher now so what does that mean? Well, it depends on who you are. Well, what I'm trying to say is that if women have more expectations of men and men aren't, you know, delivering in that role, for example, there is a higher barrier to entry to be an assertive man. But let me get you on that. What What about the women? Are they meeting the men's expectations, too? I don't know. It's a good I'm question. sorry. I was incorrected on the, the income. It is Ooh. partly true, but... It, educational wise a lot of women mm. are turning down guys with lower education standards or titles exactly interesting which because i was reading an article i just read i just let, let me say chicken read the article on the new york post while women are struggling to find men who make as much as they do this is a research back in september 25 of 2019 so it might have been updated pre-covid pre-covid yes mm. uh the thing is they're just saying like they're complaining that there is no guys with the educationally because a lot of women stay in for more education than men usually do hmm oh and school system isn't very forgiving for yes and a lot of women are pissed off that they can't find guys who's in the same educational level interesting which is kind of outrageous because well i think it's the same thing it's like a it's a matter of classism it's like there's a certain elitism to having like a higher great education that's that's seen differently it's, it's kind of similar to income gaps like education yeah. gaps are also a factor well, that to that is because it's a lot more easier to go to school if you're a woman than a guy because there are many more scholarships for women than there are for guys that's true there's also more scholarships but for that's, um, but that's that's not the only reason too like a lot of men are it also plays a part because like you know going to school it takes a lot of financial drain the thing is you. men a lot of men also like doing hands-on work too more than women as in plumbing, carpeting. What, what do they usually call those? Well, I feel well, like I wouldn't say they like it. I say because they pay well. Yes, they that's pay. What they that's, do. that's also that's a generalization, true. but I think I agree in that a lot of trades are very monetarily sound right now. Yeah, there's a lot more demand for trades, which is why a lot of men are fulfilling those roles. Exactly, and the thing is, educationally wise, you don't really need to go to Harvard. I know it's like the way out there to be a carpenter. Like you really don't need to. While if you want to be a nurse, you kind of have to go through the educational system. Like, system because let's and be honest, it's so. easier to teach someone to be a carpenter than it is to teach someone to be a nurse. Yeah, it's a lot nurse easier. Is way, way more complex than a carpenter. It's a lot easier to teach trade, and it's a lot less financially um, mm-hmm. troubling for 
the person learning because they can either take like an internship or they can take like a mm-hmm. paid training on the job. And the um, government even supports that too. Well, because think about it, like for a nurse, you do need more skills to yeah, do it. Because like, think about it, if you're too. a carpenter, you make a table that's a little wobbly, it's just a little wobbly. At most, you maybe lose a cup that fell off the table and broke. If you're a nurse that's not well trained, you could, could be, you could end up losing someone's life. Yeah. Or to a teacher damaging. too, for example, teacher, you have to go through a lot of, you have to go through a lot of education just to learn how to be a teacher well, i know I'm we still dis- got messed up kids after that i'm not disagreeing with you on that well, but there the, is the definitely up kids because of family more than there teacher, is let's there be is, honest there is definitely gender bias in uh hire both hiring practices and the kinds of roles that people want to fulfill like nurses generally speaking a lot more women become nurses than men <laughs> yeah because there are studies shown that women usually gravitate towards the caring type of work while men usually don't hmm well, because say sense. you got to handle, like, obviously it's a little weird to say this, but like when, when you see someone handling a needle to stick it in your arm, you probably want the woman than the guy, because the woman will probably be a lot more gentle with it than the guy. Obviously, they're both trained, so they know what they're doing, but subconsciously you might be thinking like, oh, I don't know if I want him putting my needle in me. Which is what we talked about last week about um, unconscious biasy. Well, last week, but I don't know if they'll see it. Well, <laughs> I mean, gender roles, at the end of the day, it's like down to gender roles that we've been used to for centuries now. Yeah, like we understand women are usually on the more caring side, while the men are usually more on the logical and the breadwinners type side, but, which I think is another reason why relationships are not working that well, too, because a lot of guys still has that traditional mindset that they want to mm-hmm. be the breadwinner and take care of the woman. And let's be honest, if you're really only making, let's say, for the sake of argument, 50 to 60 thousand dollars a year, it's kind of hard in our economy these days to be just that particular breadwinner. Yeah. Especially with inflation rates so damn high, it's it, impossible. You could make it happen, but you'll be living tight budget. Yeah. Ex- but you, unexpected stuff can happen too. Like if your car breaks down or someone unfortunately falls ill. But that's what you to account too. Yeah, that's to, what I'm saying. Like, but but think, some people, they don't take that account. They're more like, oh, I'm going to buy this expensive phone. or I'm going to get this car loan. I'm going to get this loan on yeah. this thing that I want. I think people are still, uh, people still treat their lifestyle inflation the same way, even when their income gets reduced. Mm-hmm. So they get stuck into a situation where they have absolutely no control over the stuff that they've bought. And the only way to maintain that lifestyle is to keep working. I'm guilty of this. When I bought this used phone, the higher end used <laughs> phone, I'm not going back to cheaper used phones. Oh, man. That's right. That's also true, too. So like after 50? a certain standard of living, you can't just downgrade. I think that's um, I think that's something important to talk about is comfort, too. Mm hmm. Like, um, that's also a factor in comfort. Lifestyle inflation is because people want to be comfortable. Well, let's just think about it for, for computers right now. Would you ever go back below 16 gigs of RAM? I'm at below 16 gigs of RAM. What are you at right now? <laughs> Eight. What a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm poor. Let's see. I won't we'll go. My laptop came with 16, but I, I probably won't go down oh, to 16. Oh, man. Mr. Rich man over here with 16 gigs on his I laptop. Got the, I got a laptop when I got that car. <laughs> I have 32 on my. <laughs> so that laptop's four years old now, which is actually pretty old for computer tech. No, yeah. But it's still laptop going is well. like ancient, man. But it's still going really well. It still play games. Still doesn't. So like, I can see why. Well, it's going to be a different topic now. But when you're willing to spend a little extra money, you actually get a little better product. Well, you also have to... Was that you also have to factor in the cost and how long it's gonna last? A lot mm-hmm. of people don't factor those two things in. Some people say, "Oh, this is really cheap. Let me just buy it." For example, toilet paper. I know it's ironic, mm-hmm. but my parents would usually used to get the Kirkland brand of toilet paper. I still get those instead of the Charm. The 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 Charm. What is it called? The Charmin. Charmin. Thank you. The Charmin brand. But- I told I was the one who was able to convince them. Like, why don't you just get the Charmin one? And they're like. Oh, we're gonna. It's more expensive. Yada yada yada. The Charm one end has lasted longer than the Costco one. 
Mm. Is it really? Yeah. It actually does last longer because you use less. I usually already use like a couple squares already. Maybe with Charmin, I'll use two. <laughs> no, no, seriously, with Charmin, I only ever use two. At my workplace, Just I have to use little six. squares. Yeah. Hashtag my, sponsor us, Charmin. At my, at, my workplace, oh, at my workplace, both workplaces that I have, I have to use six six to eight just to be able to watch my I'm going to go ahead and do our sponsorship for Charmin right now. Charmin, the only company that deals with our shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they do sponsor us, man, that, that roll paper can be gold one day. <laughs> it was for a while. Oh, I know. For a while there it was. I remember there was a, there was a legitimately an advertisement. You know, like you know, like you won a prize, usually like win $1,000 or something like that. There, there was a prize of just toilet paper. It was fucking and people were like, yeah, fuck <laughs> You know what? freaking terrible and funny about that is what? when the toilet paper started running like that like the whole toilet paper run i was actually running out of toilet paper at home <laughs> i just we were just normally using it up and we were out almost out and i was like going everywhere to find a damn roll just you know what at home. i did um so i went to the vons and instead of getting toilet paper i got napkins did you like the napkins? napkin boxes Huh? Everything was cleared out. Tissue yeah, I was boxes. able to find like five or six boxes of napkins. I just bought them up. That's the reason why I got bought up. <laughs> the thing is, like, eventually, like, right when well, I was, we were down to the last two rolls, I went to Costco. They happened to be um, distributing it, distributing it rationally, so I was able to get one. Uh, so, my dad, my dad, on the other hand, he, I once like I once came and I accidentally bought like just toilet papers right before the pandemic happened, right? And I just bought it. I was like, oh shit. Like, I messed up. I was like, like oh, return. I'm like, oh, give me like a week, right? The pandemic hit. I'm like, I was like, thank the Lord you fucking bought this. I'm like, oh, no, that was a fucking mess up too. <laughs> I was informed that we, I thought we didn't have any toilet paper. Now it was about paper towels because, you know, the paper towels was like a bitch to find right after too. Don't you have guys but, have a microfiber towels? But no, 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 no. My parents are not, that, that, the paper towels, we don't really use it for wiping down. We kind of use it to wipe our hands or like heat yeah, the Yeah, my little microfiber was. towels, you can do that. Well, I guess not maybe that heat up breakfast. Do you want my mom? Do you want my mom to fucking kill you and give her more laundry to, to do? You just throw it in with your regular clothes. Ah, don't tell that to my mom. <laughs> well, I'll tell her right now if she ever listens to us. But now it's time to wipe the slate clean and get back to... Actually, tie back to where you're saying is spending more money. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh, remember when we dropped money, uh, drop money on Staples on Yu-Gi-Oh, they end up doing pretty well. Yeah. Long yeah. term. But um, I think like that's a discussion of investment is a separate discussion, but it's a matter of lifestyle inflation. I think when we're talking about those things, we're not really talking about durable goods because there's an argument there whether it's worth buying, paying more for something that lasts longer versus shorter. But that's a durable goods discussion. I mean, lifestyle inflation, things like how nice of a car you drive, how nice is your home, how many rooms do you have? Um, how much, how much, how often are you able to afford eating out or going to enjoy mm. leisures, right? Mm. That's what I really consider like a lifestyle inflation. And a lot of people don't want to give that up because that's a comfort. People are comfortable with what they're familiar with. And when you get to a certain point where you're used to having like a three bed, two bath house and having like three cars and all of a sudden your income dips and you have to work harder, people would rather work more hours to maintain that comfort, quote unquote, than actually sacrifice a few things to save some money. And it's a matter of values. People value comfort a lot and the irony of that is a lot of the times the luxuries that you that you normally just take for granted you have to work harder and harder and harder to maintain and you have less and less time to enjoy them mm -hmm. so it, at some at a certain point you got to stop and ask yourself what's the point of it like if it's for your children i understand that i understand Pop you work, should have been careful but you know, and my liquor. Yeah. the kids are there you can't get rid of oh. the kids <laughs> Have to quit wine and fucking start you, drinking hard liquor. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, I know, just start, the one day you decide to stop. But that's but, something I'm also like big proponent on. It's like people shouldn't probably live a little bit below their means. 
Well, again, like when you're living for yourself or you're living as a partnership with another person, and you both kind of are on the same page. That's easy. But also to do. remember with kids too, there's guilt because like, wow, I can't like I should get this for my kid because, you know, he's super sad about it. Or like he really wants it to be able to fit in because that's another thing that usually happens mm-hmm. too because peer pressure. It's it's for the kids. Like you're like, oh, but you know, I don't want my kids to, you know, think that we're struggling. But and like to put an idea in their head that we do struggle. Which yeah. Should stupid. be the case. Like they should not have to worry about the things, but they should have to be mindful about when they ask for something too. But even on a more extreme situation, like some parents, they have to move. They have mm-hmm. to leave their towns. They have to change lifestyles for the child frequently because they can't afford the situation they're in. Mm-hmm. And that actually does greatly affect the child. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why people would work harder to try and maintain that lifestyle, not for themselves, but for their child. Exactly. But on the same token, it's like, if you couldn't afford that from the start or if you were living paycheck to paycheck just to maintain that lifestyle before, it probably wasn't the best decision. To but what happened if you weren't living paycheck to paycheck and all of a sudden it hit you hard? That's what I'm saying, that's man. That's what takes account. People should always prepare for the unexpected. Yeah. I mean, that's but what happens a- if you still do, but it still doesn't work out. Like, like you get what I'm saying? Like, there is well, no. Like, well, what do you mean? Like, just still doesn't work out. Like, like how, for example, how well you- were they prepared? Let's say they said the pandemic for them. I'm pretty sure a lot of people mm-hmm. were prepared, you know, saving money, you know, just for the future down the line. The pandemic hits and they haven't been working for a year and they still have expenses they need to pay Which, for. Well, Even if they come something? back, like they still have to pay the house. They still have to pay taxes, too. They still have to pay like just a shitload of just a shitload of things. Yeah, there's a ton of expenses and most people. If they save any money at all, is usually only enough for six months. Like Which, exactly, like you never know what's like gonna hit because no one expected the pandemic to hit hard and last us what two, three years. Now? I think two we weeks. had like an eighteen percent unemployment rate during the peak of the pandemic. Yeah, which is insane. One out of every five people was unemployed during that time. Exactly. Still as bad as the Great Depression, though. Yeah, but we're not there quite yet. 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 But. You know, that's still pretty insane. That's the that's the highest unemployment rate, I think, since like 1984. That's no, a different issue right now with unemployment. Oh, People just don't want to go. And now it's just a matter of company can't don't pay enough and money's not worth anything. So yeah, if they only pay me 14 bucks an hour and rent may, needs me to work at least 15 bucks an hour, what am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. And then the, the gas money you have to pay because I was driving today at rush hour. No traffic at all. No one wants to pay for gas. Nobody wants to pay for gas. It's ridiculous. Every time I, was- I fill up, it's like. A new game. Fuck. If I if instead of driving, I just saved for four weeks, I could have gotten a switch. But here's the thing. Gas prices have been going lower and not as rapidly as you wanted well, to. Well, because we had to dip into our reserves. But what I'm trying to say Also, is, there's lower fuel consumption, too. So it's a matter of supply and demand. Exactly. Which I hope it co- trends like that because we need the gas prices to go. Well, as, as the price dips lower, more people are going to start driving. So it, it hit as a certain point, it's going to hit an equilibrium. Which also yeah. brings you to another point, like people hating on Elon, even though he's one of the only people that makes a successful electric car company. And here's the funniest thing about the thing is the reason why Elon Musk is because he's arrogant. Let's be honest. He shows off his. Oh, arrogance. yeah. He shows well, off his arrogance. Tell me. Well, he doesn't, apologize. Every, he doesn't like, apologize for his mistakes. Well, how do you think he got where he is right now? Exactly. But, but the thing is, like a lot of other people who's like as rich as him, they will apologize for like a mistake or try to, you know. Well, because they want more money from the people. Though, like, exactly. Oh, I'll just Elon give Musk, in. Elon Musk, like, I know you guys are going to come to me. 
I don't give a rat's ass. He's yeah. already the richest man. And on, then everyone's the like worshiping him because they're like, thank God, somebody who's actually honest. Yeah. Now. And the thing is, he's actually very consumer friendly too. Like he thinks about the people. Well, um, why do you think he released like a forty thousand dollar model Tesla? Like yeah, he's he thinking could, he could have easily made it sixty or eighty thousand. Yeah. He's he did raise the on the class. other ones, but the other ones are more like luxury. luxury. He made it for common people. Well, not common people, but like the middle class. I'm gonna say middle class yeah. just for the sake. The it, is, it is middle class. The basically. dwindling and dying, but still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the middle class and up. Which is smart because you're creating a larger install base for your vehicles. Mm-hmm. He's also thinking of subscription based models, so it works fine. Remember, they say they give you the video game console so they can sell you the games. Yeah, and, and here's the thing: it's like he, I don't mind him having making money, but if he's helping people while he's making a shitload of money, it's going it to be mutually beneficial. And here's the thing: like cars, these they start going shit. I just got a brand new car two years ago. The paint got easily removed. You remember last Saturday when I was filling up gas? Yeah, fucking easily removed. I barely put anything. Window. Also, your interior scratches like it's nothing. I know. The materials are so cheap. I know. And I'm God like, damn. what is? Well, it's a low. Actually, it's, but, not, it's not the low end. No. It's, but, but like, even like back in like five years ago, the low end, like my old Sonata, I'll scratch the like. It took me three years until I scratched the whole interior. Like my car's still going well. The only scratch I have indoors from Alex. Like, like that, like that's oh. it. <laughs> like it's insane. I don't mean to, right? <laughs> But well, they don't know which one we're talking about. But but like it's just in, like it's just insane like how cheap the material is. I'm like like I regret buying this car. Well, I regret it in a way like the the but materials are the gas went up. Actually, we can tie this back into lifestyle inflation. So you are willing to take a hit on the quality of your car in the short term so that you're better off in the long term. Well, the, the reason why is I did the math, quick just quick simple math. Like was the sauna because I saw the gas was rising. I didn't think it would rise like Two, three bucks. I thought it was going to rise 50 cents to like a dollar. I remember it was expensive when it was 380. Yeah. But. And now we're bragging for it to be at 380. <laughs> for it's not a bad car. I mean, okay. To be fair, it's a it's worse than the car that you would oh, normally no, want to drive. Sonata. Yeah. But it's, at the same time, at the same time, I'm like looking at it now. I'm like, if I kept that old Sonata, I have to deal with a lot of problems down the line. Closer than I want to do with the Prius. And it's going to cost me either the same amount of money as I pay month to month. For like a down payment was a month to month. Apologies to the neighbor's car, neighbor's dog. Yeah, we can't do anything about the dog, sadly. I know, no. right? The, the, the month to month payment or just keep the Sonata and have to basically pay more than a monthly fee for gas alone. Right. But again, that again, you decided you made a calculated decision to take a short to take like a lower lifestyle inflation. You you purposely got yourself a worse vehicle. So it was less. Expensive. Yeah, because here's the thing. My, 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 my decision was either a Prius or a Lotus. I was like, I yeah, exactly. Like I was like, I really want the Lotus. I really, really do. But you decided it wasn't smart to do that. But the thing is, I'm like, it's just going to cost me way too much money on that shit. I'm exactly. like, no, I'm good. Now, if you're in a situation where, like, you didn't you didn't want to sacrifice that comfort and you just, you you knew that you had to get a Lotus, right? Yeah. Like, how much harder right now would you be working to make up that money? Uh, shoot, I'll be fucked even more than already. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> my point. Like, that's my point. People value comfort so much and... It comfort all the comfort does is it stops you from change and growth and like honestly God I'm even considering selling up the Prius and getting myself a motorcycle. I wouldn't go that far, not in California. Not recently, from what I've seen. My mother saw a car accident where a motorcyclist was hit 90 miles an hour by a truck and died. Yeah, I'm not gonna go 90 miles on a motorcycle. No, the <laughs> no, truck no, was the, going. The 90. car was going. The motorcycle was doing everything legal. Uh. 
Like, it's one of those things where you can do everything right and still go. That is the reason why you do not drive a motorcycle in California. I mean, to be fair, my car's not that safe either, but I'd rather get hit in that than I would a motorcycle. Yeah, you've got, what like... What are you talking about? I'm a bonus <laughs> <laughs> I'll be able to live by... Captain America right here. Because, <laughs> like, I've seen that thing crumple in some videos, and damn, the front end crumples. Well, at least you've got metal around you. What are you talking yeah, about? But I, also got, but I also got metal around me. You're not the Iron Man. The metal can also crush me. I mean, again, if you were on a motorcycle and you're mo- like, OK, comparing how fat, how hard and fast the car would have to hit you for it to crunch like that, you would die instantly on a motorcycle. Oh, you're talking about just start flying and like hopefully like, you know, slide on the ground. <laughs> I just feel bad for that truck that, that hit him because he's going to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, probably. Depending if he was drunk or not. If he wasn't drunk, then he will have to serve time and pay a hefty penalty. But I don't feel he'll be frustrated. It'd be manslaughter, not not. Yeah, uh, but if he was like drunk, yeah, it, it will be more serious. Yeah, absolutely. Or even weed. I don't even know. If he was high too. I'm not a lawyer. That's when we my guess. Popular, we can we can talk to uh, uh, lawyers. Well, he just become but, lawyers. We can take the bar exam. But anyways, pivoting. Well, no. But anyways, pivoting back. Yeah, I just think that um, comfort is overrated. Like what comfort is is it's a person's re- resistance to wanting change. I got comfort. Like, no, but everyone needs some comfort so they don't go mentally insane too. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like at a certain point you got to give. Like what I was mentioning before. Like okay, let me give you an example. Right, my girlfriend's uh, acquaintance. I would say at this point. Well, actually, is, let me rephrase that. I'm not against. I'm not. A, I'm not disagreeing with you, but there still needs to be some level of comfort in oh, your life, not to go mentally insane. Absolutely, but there's certain extremes to it too, where it's just like. At some point, you got to ask yourself, is it worth it? Like my my girlfriend's friend lived in L.A., rented a room and made like eighty thousand dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Right. She had a pretty sizable income. And if she saved her money up, she could definitely buy her own property. But instead, she likes to buy clothes and shoes and she has a whole closet full of shoes. Now, does buying shoes make her comfortable? Yeah, it's probably comforting to her is buying clothes comforting. Yeah. But what's it costing her in the long term? Stability. Uh, it's costing her financial uh, independence. Relationships. Relationships. It's costing Kids. her a lot more than she realizes because she wants to be quote unquote comfortable. I know. I had this discussion with a friend of mine when when this person was trying to choose on uh, what workplace she like, what work issues mm. take. Mm. Well, basically getting paid the same amount of money, but one was in San Jose and the other one was in Virginia. Now. Which place do you think is cheaper to fucking live in? Virginia or San Jose? Virginia. And I was talking to this person about it and they were telling me, yeah, but the thing is, Virginia doesn't have as much connection as San Jose and New York. And I told her, I would like to respectfully disagree with you for the simple fact we have a lot of online stuff happening more and more now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. people even go to conventions nowadays to meet up. They don't necessarily. Yeah, yeah. and even if that was the argument, it probably cost you less to live in Virginia and fly out to conventions for networking than it would for you just to live in San Jose. Exactly. And that's what I'm, I was trying to talk to her about. Like, hey, look, I'm not trying to tell you what you should do with your life. This, first of all, that is not that is not my job. It's your life. At the end of the day, you make the decision that's based, what, based for you. If you think San Jose is the best location for you to progress your career, then you go for it. For me personally, I would recommend you going to Virginia just for the simple fact that it's cheaper to live in Virginia now, yes, Virginia is more boring than San Jose. 
It really is. I can argue with her on that statement. But she can even buy the premium Netflix subscription. <laughs> <laughs> she, she can buy, she can buy every premium subscription yeah, and still but, spend less. But hey, you know, I, because she was, I was talking to this person about their career. I mean, I said she, so I already fucked it up. I was trying my best. <gasps> but, Assuming her gender? No, no, she, it's a she. But, but I, I accidentally let it slip when I was talking, so I was like, damn it. I tried what to if she this. changed her gender yesterday? How would you know? That'd be huh? fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I've said names here at this one, so you're But safe. anyway, so I was like, she, she something like, like it's, if social life is that important for you, then go to San Jose. Like, I'm not going to tell you what like not to do. But for me, if I was in your position, I would recommend going to Virginia. Well, again, it's a, it depends on what you value. Exactly. And it's also another thing we talk about, relations. Relations. Or social relations. How much are you willing to give up just to keep a social tie with someone? Hmm. Interesting. Like, are you willing like to lie to who you are? Lie about yourself? Lie I about mean, a others? lot of people do. A lot of people do. Go All the time. Debt. But that, yeah. that ties back to me personally. I think more on confidence than anything else. That ties into an old episode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For me, at the end of the day, confidence is one of the sexiest things alive. Like, a lot of people do not realize that confidence is the main, the most appealing thing for both guys and girls. Well, like I said before, people like to assume other people um, and how they are and who they are and kind of fit them into boxes. Mm-hmm. And when somebody breaks out of that mold, then it makes people uncomfortable. Are you tying to something we just made in this episode? It's a yeah. no-go. Yes, he did. We got to save that for another week. What? We don't talk about religion for next week? We don't tie about things in the same episode. We talk about them. Oh, you're right. It's next week. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> We don't. <laughs> anyway, it's before happy belated uh, Mother's Day. Yes, it's going to be Mother's Day very well. When we record this, will be very soon. But by um, the time it actually gets out, it'll be. That's why um, I said belated. But yeah, belated. Happy belated Mother's maybe Day. Maybe you should re- maybe you should release the next episode like the next couple couple days, and then go back to the regular schedule time for. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. But I'm definitely going to be doing a lot of. We might do something about time. binging. We'll just put them all at once and be like, go binge. <laughs> Are we doing the Netflix model? <laughs> just temporary. How many how many episodes we have not posted? Uh, two. So this will make three. I gotta uh-huh. I gotta go back and edit them and put them yeah, on schedule no. if you can po- yeah i think been just binging them all three episodes that one day because we need to go back to a consistent schedule too yeah i, I think we're just discuss, discussing the, the this business plan see, on, I, on I don't hey, we're just involving see, them in our discussion but that's and we're not a matter of comfort that's a matter of business no, see, no, we're communicating with the audience we're exactly. just we're discussing things and ha- we're not having their input where we give but we're letting them know what we're doing even if they did have our input we just wouldn't listen on <laughs> also there are disagreements in this conversation too that happened that People cannot can learn from that. It's okay to have different opinions. Doesn't mean we gotta stop talking to each exactly. other. No, screw you. Why do you have a different opinion than me? Because I'm fucking different than you, bitch. <laughs> bitch well, out here. I think again, that's a matter of communication too. Yeah. Communication, what, what'd you say? Commu- communication is super important. Like I was talking to my sister about this um, and how we were mis, how I was miscommunicating with mom today, and um, we were talking about this, and it was like, well, you know, even though I'm telling her the things that I want her to hear. It doesn't mean that we're communicating properly. And oh boy, communication with my mom and it's horrible. It's hard. Communication with any of our moms is a pain in the ass. Dude, yesterday, oh my god, I got woken up twice just to be reminded that I have to go to work. Which, by the way, I already know. Or you already? Know. I already know that I need to go to work. Second yep. of all, they're wake. They're, I went to bed that day at I want to say seven thirty or eight thirty in the morning, and I had to wake up at one thirty to run it to go to my job and do shit. 
and they kept on waking me up and then they had to tell me this and you know the funniest thing out of everything mm. oh if you're exhausted make sure you come her- home early and get some sleep i'm like i fucking know uh, next time do up? me a favor and not fucking wake me up for every random little thing and they're yeah. looking at me like why are you so cranky because i fucking got woken up twice by you guys for something i already know i needed to fucking do it's like what happened with me today it's like with the aunt's dog you know the reason why i was like debating so much between this place and my aunt's place is because every other hour mom was either saying oh you can go or oh you have to go or oh no the dog can stay here oh no the dog has to go and the dog can so stay yeah that's the situation you just come up with the decision and then you just stick with your guns whether your mom likes it or not you well i was this close to doing it but um after she came up with the carpet idea then it worked out but the point is is that like I communicated exactly what I needed to, and she just kept going. But either also direction. I understand that's not all discussions for everybody. Sometimes you just have to make the decision and have them follow. I know that. Well, well, I'm saying communi- effective communication is there's an understanding between both parties. One person is listening, and the other person is understanding, and the other person is communicating and reciprocating that. So you have a back and forth. Or how about this? Sometimes it doesn't always happen, and when you talk to somebody you may not be communicating effectively what what you're supposed to hear so there could be misinterpretations like for example if like i said duck instead of buck then somebody might get confused and when i'm in the sentence i'm saying or even like if i'm saying something in a more like technical means like if i'm saying something that may be confusing to somebody and i'm not conveying that correctly then there's a miscommunication there like for example i was saying that i will go drop off the dog back to the my aunt's place my mother said no it's okay we'll keep the dog here after nighttime and i'm like okay that's fine and i told her hey i'm going to lunch and she's like okay i have a client coming okay all's communicated i leave out the front door we're driving over to grab some pizza my mom calls me and she's like you guys sure did pick a bad time to go to lunch huh because the dog is barking and my client's here. And I'm just like, I already communicated what I was going to do. I don't need to be insulted. And that should have been communicated. You know what I would have told your mom? That sucks to hear. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a thing to talk about, too. Like, for example, remember we were in the bigger group. We would be discussing where do we want to go to eat? Oh, we my co- God. We communicate with each other. I don't mind. You pick. And then this goes around for a little bit. Even though we communicate with each other, we don't mind where we eat. Let's go somewhere that someone might want. You know what I do in that situation? I'm like... We just went to Taco Bell anyways. No, no, no. You know that one person I'm talking about. But Brian, oh my God. He's like, hey, you want to get food? I'm like, where do you want to go? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, okay, let's go to McDonald's. Okay, not McDonald's. I'm like, I just asked you. You said you don't care where you want to go. And now all of a sudden you tell me you don't want to go to Mickey D's. You know what? By the way, I never want to go to Mickey D's. But with him, every single time, I always fucking bring it up. I think I figured it out with people pleasing, like people who like to please other people, don't want to cause trouble, don't really have much of a voice. There's this sort of resentment or guilt of saying the thing that you actually want or is on your mind. <laughs> like, for example, in this situation, our friend says, no, I don't want anything because they're trying to be conscientious of the group and not try and be like the person that's like you know saying something that somebody else might not want they're considering other people's feelings first but the moment that you know the he 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 actually says that what he says isn't actually what he means because the moment that he's selfish then it 
it turns on a dime. You're not following your words. But the truth is what they say isn't what they mean. They're just trying to say the thing that doesn't insult the people around them. Oh, I do it. My mom. But that's so much worse. Yeah, my mom. And she called me. Oh, I just saw her. Oh, I'm so, I'm so tired. Yada, yada, yada. Did you have food today? No. Did you drink a lot of water? No. Yeah, well, that fucking problem. explains it. She's like, you don't even feel bad for me? I'm like, I see you every single day complaining to me like this. I'd just probably be more surprised if you're okay than if you're sick. Why would you feel for, bad and for she someone? she so mad at me when I bring it. This is so disrespectful. I'm like, what else you want me to tell you? Feel better? I've given you alternatives. You don't want to take those alternatives. But I'm see, not going to give the, a rat's ass anymore. See, in that situation, she wasn't explicitly saying, hey, feel bad for me. But she wanted your sympathy. And it's like, there's these, there's... There's this whole mesh of like convoluted thought processes that go into like people who don't want to say what they want because they're trying to get away with getting what they want without actually saying what they want. It's like what I always like to bring up. The perfect example for me is when we talk about my dad mess up when it comes down to food. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is terrified in the household about, you know, when he makes a mess up and they don't want to bring it up. Me on the huddle. What the heck happened to you today, man? I was like, you do do better than this. And my dad's like, I know, right? I was like, I know you do. What happened? It's just this so much more chicken complicated. Chicken is too dry. I don't know. I'm talking like, what happened to the? I was like, I'm like the chicken. Like I complain about the meat. I'm like, dude, like why do we have so little meat and and, and our, our our kifta with was pita bread. But just imagine how much simpler social interactions would be if people were more transparent about what they wanted. How much simpler were things being left? People just did what they were supposed to. But at the same like, time, a lot of people it. talk don't. Don't like, bring up stuff because you will be looked at a negative light too. Like that's what also bring up too, which then your, people are playing to the fear that they won't like that person if you have some something different. Like what happens? Perfect example: social media, right? If you don't follow the actually media, if you don't follow their hard leftist, right? Leftist, yeah, yeah, leftist. Their leftist idea, you're automatically a horrible person. You have to either be with them or not, not whatsoever, which is not fair. For the simple fact, yeah, I can believe some of what the leftists say, but there's other stuff that I don't believe in. Like when leftists want to say, we need to let the government control everything. I'm like, fuck no. You've seen how bad they do things already, even when they say they're not going to? Which ties no, back what I said. Well, people don't do what the like, like, government when, says they're going to help When they say you. like government should be like giving out free health care, I'm like, they fucking suck at giving out fucking DMV cards. <laughs> I mean like the DMV that they're supposed to handle, they're fucking horrible at. Why am I going to? Why am I going to fucking go to the government? Why do I want the government to fucking take care of my health when they can't even fucking handle having, giving me a fucking driver license properly? And I have right to wait now, months. not even private companies can do it, right? Exactly. Like, I'm just like, like, there should be regulation. Government should be well, regulating these kind of things. Didn't Obamacare kind of throw a wrench huh? into that? What's that? Didn't Obamacare throw a wrench into that? Oh, Obamacare fucked uh, up the In some ways, yes. And in some ways, no. What it did is it did offer health care for people with low income, which original health care didn't do because there were medical screenings and people who had either any disabilities whatsoever or were uh, low income usually couldn't afford health insurance. So it screwed over the lower class more. But on the same token, all the cost of the inc- all the cost of the of the removal of all these things that were keeping the cost of insurance lower was put on the middle class. <laughs> so Either way, it screws people over, but it's just, you know, like, I will agree we do need somewhat of a base healthcare thing for people. Absolutely. I agree. I think that Medicare for all is perfectly reasonable, but I just think that the way that we have it right now, I'm not going to go into the specifics of the argument. We're going to go into specifics. But all I'm saying is that our healthcare system right now is broken. Because the thing is, people talk about, oh, Canada has great healthcare system. No, they do not. I'm like, 
They have the same healthcare as we do, but with more extra steps, and they pay more taxes. Uh, no, no, the, no. See, they technically do have free healthcare, but to get checked for a common cold, you need a month. And they still have in private insurances like we do that will speed it up, but they have to pay like people more. People would rather pay for their own uh, their own doctor appointments and do private than go public because public takes like, too long of a time. Yeah, now, now it does too. You know how long it takes for you if you're on basic medical, like for you to get checked in by your primary care physician, it's like a month to two months. It's I've, not much. For better, me dude. personally, what I would like the government to do is I think all the ER stuff should be free. Yeah, I miss this insurance. I agree. Not. Huh? I'm gonna miss my insurance. What what the part here? No, like the ones I got right now is amazing. Oh, for your health insurance? Yeah. yeah. Like I can walk in anytime at urgent care. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get new insurance. And if I have to be taken by helicopter, now. it's only two hundred bucks. <laughs> I gotta sign up for health insurance in uh, November. Luckily, actually. my dad has no money, so he just co- he says like I'll just cover the bills. It's cheaper on cheaper on the family than paying for insurance. Actually, in some cases, it is. In a lot of cases, it is. Yeah, uh, hospital, the hospital fee that he had, he's like, yeah, cheaper for me to fucking pay. And then Damn, fucking, really? Yeah. And you got a private room and I'm everything. About to say, I don't know. Your family isn't the very healthiest either. No, my dad's really dude. Oh, well, your sudden, dad is, but dude, my dad's fucking amazing. I don't know how the fuck he's so financially responsible. He was my mom. Like, imagine if he had like a financially responsible wife instead of a mom. You guys um, would be rich. You, you guys probably, would have Corvettes for each person in the family. Probably. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, my dad, like, the way he's, like, telling me, like, oh, yeah, I have, like, a lot of money saved. I'm like, how? What? Like, did, he, like, did he invest well in it? Or yeah. He just, no, he doesn't even invest. He just, like, invests on, like, you know, long-term, like, investment that gives him, like, 1% or 2% of money a year. He just saves a lot of money. And the thing is, my dad is very simplistic. That's because your dad doesn't buy a lot. All the money that would be spent <laughs> Here's the for- funny thing is he likes to buy a lot of crap too. Not as much what? as me and my mom, but like, like he always buys, I'd say crap, but like crap that's also helpful for the house. And he gets good deals and he also knows how to work with his hands too, so he can cut costs on some things too. At the same time, he's also not cheap enough to understand if I can't do this myself, I'll pay someone to do it for me. That's a good balance. You yeah. don't you don't see a lot of financially responsible responsible people. I don't know, I'm like I'm looking at myself like what the fuck happened to me? Well, you don't see a lot of people that make the money he does. <laughs> to be fair, he did grow up with my grandpa, and my grandpa was fucking horrible with his money. You know how funny it was? My dad was working under under my grandpa, and my grandpa would ask him for money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like wait, wait, if I pay you, how are you gonna pay me? Exactly, like it was hilarious. And my dad's like, nope, I pay you like we created once a month at this certain time. That's it. Yep. And it's like, it makes me how, like, my dad's so, like, financially responsible. I'm like, maybe he well, doesn't buy a lot of crap. That's the reason when why. When you see people around you make many mistakes, you learn from it. Or you learn from the things they do right. Or you learn from the things they do wrong. I know I did that with my mom. Yeah. I have no idea that with family, having too many kids at a young age. And then they were broke. You know, they consider me too old because I'm not married yet. Like, you're too old, dude. You should have gotten married. I'm like, fuck that shit. Same. You know, I think actually. We're leftover I, men, just sir. I think that actually. We're lucky. T- we're never going to be leftovers. I think it actually ties in a yeah. little bit to the whole comfort thing, too. Because well, by traditional like, standards, we are. I don't like, think rats us. That's another thing people should actually learn. Like, why are you getting triggered? Tying back to the late great Kevin Samuels. Oh, why, yes. why are we getting triggered over a guy who's just stating his opinion? That woman over 35 are considered use good. Because like this s- article claimed to be. While if you're getting enraged, just mean what he's saying is is hitting you hard. Yeah. Like if you're if you are getting like that offended and the guy is telling you that you are used goods, that's mean you feel it and you don't know how to properly control your anger. Because you gotta remember, they spent their entire lives being told they're the same as men, they can do better, and they don't need a man and do the right thing, go to work, get a high paying job, and be s- successful on your own. 
then when they finally meet someone who tells them against their own way mm-hmm. of life, it clashes with it. Let me, deep down, they might know they're right. Let me tie this back in the comfort thing. What is more comfortable? Is it more comfortable for somebody to stand up on a stage and say, you're right and everything you're doing is correct and you're going to find the perfect man for you. You don't have to change a thing. You can have hey, religion. Or is it more comfortable for a guy in his versions? 50s to come up who's obviously a player, has been in a lot of women, and he goes, women, if you're over 35 and you have a kid, you got no chance. Which one's more comfortable? Well, it's they, not that neither, it's not necessarily not, either of them are right. They got no chance of the which, guy they want. Yeah, exactly. Which one is more comforting to hear? Oh, the first one. The first one. And the reason why is because it confirms people's bias. It confirms they're already, it follows their structure of beliefs already. So because it already follows their structure, the belief structure, they don't have to be challenged. Mm-hmm. It's comforting. People like, love comfort. So Kevin Samuels, what he's doing is he's being the antithesis of those ideas that we've been trying to give women for the longest time in that you don't have to be challenged. You don't have to change. It's, it's other people's problem. Like, let's put this. Let's throw it to the other side, too. Uh, let's be people that watch Fresh and Fit religiously. Mm. What happens when someone actually tells them, well, you do need women in your life. You know, it's a co-equal relationship. You have to learn how to please mm-hmm. them and they please you. When Fresh and Fit, all they do is say, you don't need them. They're there for you to accommodate your life, not be a part of like the main focus or something like that. I, I forgot a lot of their points because honestly, watching them nowadays is kind of cringe. Yeah, I watched them for like a minute and I just had hor- like a horrible gut feeling. Oh, people say vibes now, right? I got no horrible, vibes. I had horrible vibes on them. Actually, like, I think there's a new term for it. Um, I'm going to go with the one I'm used to gut feeling. Let, let me yep. ask all these young kids. <laughs> Like my gut oh, feeling, bad. I saw them like I do agree with what some of the points they're saying. At the same time, the though, way they say it, it's not even the way. They, it was just like a weird gut, like you know when you have like a really weird gut feeling on someone. Well, it's the same thing with modern news. The reason why we hate modern news, but we still watch it, is because it's designed. It's specifically designed to cater to people's biasy. Mm-hmm. That is its whole design. And the reason why is because the more people that are comfortable with what they watch and not challenged by it, the easier for them to start watching it without, you know, with while enjoying the content. You know, so, the only way I think they can get rid of biasism, but it's going to take away free, biasy, which is going to take away freedom of speech from news media is of every single technology that we own. The media like puts on like half an hour to an hour of just actual legit news. Like on what's going on with the current events. But that doesn't make then any people money. wouldn't watch it. Well, I'm trying to say they make it mandatory. Like at a certain time, like 12 to 1. Let's just say, for example, 12 to 1. People don't watch TV. Uh, no, on the phones too. Like they actually like. That wouldn't stream. work. Um, no. Didn't you hear me say? that's it's. I think it's the best solution, but it's not going to. I think that's the best way to do it. To get people to actually watch the news. Without the biasy. But the thing is, a lot of people are going to be like. Piss off the freedom of speech is like taken away. Or the freedom to do. Well, no, the thing is, I'll disagree with that because if people really want to see the news, they'll find it themselves. The There's here, like so many options nowadays that you can find other news sources. And how do you know what's actually credible and unbiased? You could, Here's the thing, though. If the government really wanted to, they can force it upon people. Do we too. really want to give them more power? Here's the thing, though. The reason why I'm saying this is because school. We did go to school and we like when we were like kids, five days a week. And we did have to first to be learned how like sit down and learn some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So we did eventually catch on to some things that we did learn, whether it was 
either we wanted to do or we didn't want to do. We learned how to follow instructions. But what I'm saying is you're there and you're forced to learn something that you didn't particularly want to learn. But you have to learn at the end of the day. Correct correct or no? Well, just but this to is a country of freedom. You can't have freedom. I know. But what I'm trying to say is freedom of ignorance. I, People are allowed the freedom to not have to learn. I, I'm, I'm just saying, though, like if the government, like the government can, if they really want to, like the vaccine the mandate vaccine that they pushed upon people too, the government did that. They could do the exact same thing to force feed us actual legit news if they really wanted to. But or they, they could force feed that, us propaganda that backfired on a lot of people because they just didn't go to work. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying if the government really wanted to. They could, but here's the thing. What will people do if they force on every single media you own? Then people will have to stop owning TVs, stop owning phones. What else would they have to stop? Laptops, computers. Or exactly. Watch the, my porn. Well, freedom of expression and freedom of speech would die because of it. And but look, it's already dying. Look, that's okay. the thing, though. Okay, like, look, I get where you're coming from, but the problem is a lot more deep rooted than just removing the sources of bias. Well, see, first of all, I'm not saying that I'm saying this would probably be the best solution. I don't, I don't, I said this at the very beginning. It's my, my opinion is the best solution, but it will not, it will never work for these exact reasons because it's taking away people's mm-hmm. freedom. And the only way they can get away with it is the simple fact of they can't have phones no more anymore, which every single fucking human being has a phone. They can't have TVs, which TVs are dying up, but people still do own TVs. You know, where are you supposed to point your furniture Furniture at? Great quote from Joey from Friends. I mean, you can put it towards collections of cardboard. I'm just saying, though, like, <laughs> like, like what I'm saying, like, sit TV, down in your people, chair. <sighs> people need to own computers or laptop, one of the two, just for work, because a lot of work these days require a computer or laptop. Even porn, too. But what I'm trying to say, even radio for crying out loud, people still use the radio. I don't know how you get porn on radio. I wasn't talking about you porn. You could be pretty I was talking about news. But yeah, you probably can. <laughs> That's probably this one. What if that's a new market? <laughs> Porn radio? Yeah. Porn podcast? Oh, man. Hello, so ladies and gentlemen. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. No, I say ASMR. Oh, I'd be more catered towards men than women. Let's be honest. Well, but, yeah, because men have the money. No, men usually watch it more than women do. I think I lost track of the original conversation. I think what I was trying to say was that comfort is a killer. Yeah, no. And um, and the more that you lean into what's comfortable now, the less you're going to be happy in the future. And that kind of and unfortunately, we're kind of built with a society in a societal system that rewards short term gains and short term happiness. And those things are instant gratification, which is comfort. Well, to be honest on that, a lot of people never actually had the chance to experience long term gain, a long term what was it again? How, well, it's long-term gratification. Like, because, say- like, a lot of people, let's say the easiest that I can think of personally is, like, I invest in money now. Say if I have a kid 30 years from now, yeah. they can see that, look, I waited this long, I put money in this company or in these stocks, and they went up a lot. If you do the same for yourself when you're older, or, too, okay, let's, you'll have an easier time. Let's say, for example, this is, this is the difference. Let's imagine that we've got two families. One parent, both parents put their kids in a soccer program at, like, you know, a young age. Um, a month later, the kid comes back and he, they're like, I'm sad. I don't want to do it. It's uncomfortable. I don't like running around. And then the one parents are like, oh, sweetie, we'll pull you right out. You don't have to do any more sports. Don't worry about it. And the other parent goes, you should stick it out. Keep playing. I'm certain you're going to like it. Which parent is doing the right thing? The second one. The second one. Why? Because they're forcing them a commitment. They're forcing them to A, make up a commitment, and B, 
be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Those are very important things. Parents, they tried not to challenge their kids because they don't want them to have to go through the same hardships they went through. But the things that people that parents lack understanding of is those hardships are the things that molded their character and allowed them to grow. So the reason why I was so, I was disagree on some of the points is for the long term. I don't disagree, but the other way we can spin them on like the long term gains. There's also a lot of risk to it too, which a lot of people don't like talking about the risk. For example, let's say you're an aspiring musician, right? Yeah. The music industry it's fucking hard as hell to you know be at the top. Like, yeah. Respect to Drake for being able to stay relevant for this long. For this long, when he came to relevance like late two thousands, I want to say. Damn, he's old. He's actually really young. He's like only in his mid thirties. No, but the thing is, he's old for the music industry. But still knows how to release a lot of fucking popular songs. Well, Justin Bieber too. Yeah, but Justin Bieber's a little different. He w- the thing is, Drake was consistently like at the top every single year. That's true. Justin Bieber actually had a like a more of a roller coaster career than 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 Drake does. But the and point it's is, it's really hard. But the thing is, a lot of people who let's say could be even more talented to Drake never got that gratification and they invested a long period of time for that career too yeah well, let's take into example what you did and what you said and he said say you're forcing them to be in soccer when in reality they could have been a really great musician but because you still had them stay there instead of trying something new like music which their talent was more um greater in They'll never know that how good of a musician they could have been. That's under the assumption the parents are actually introducing them to a variety of different things. And That's seeing what, what the child I wanted likes. to bring up. Thank you for segmenting into yes. that. Thank you for con- doing connecting a lot, by the way, Daniel. <laughs> but the thing is, what I want to say is, I think what the parents should do is they should let kids do a lot of different things when they're young, mm. if they can obviously afford it. Obviously, yeah. But obviously. There's, certain, there's certain things that don't take a lot of money. Like yeah. getting your kid into a sport with a group of other kids that play sports, mm-hmm. probably not going to toss a ton of but money. But you also have to have involved parents. That's true. Yeah. Which, again, is the response. Or even grandparents. Or even friends who are involved with the kids, too. Right. Like there are actually studies shown that a girl actually needs a father figure more than a guy, than a boy. The boy can, you will usually look for other guys to be their father figure, but the girl, on the other hand, they cannot. That's why. Remember what you know the whole daddy issue joke. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why there's like a whole well, daddy issue. The thing joke. is, the boy needs a mother figure, and the girl needs a exactly, dad, a figure. which is kind of hilarious because a lot of people undervalue father. But that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, that's how well that's civilization is. Going that's for now. next week. Yeah, look how well Western world has gone because of the lack of father figures. Well, the the problem with the Western world is that there's so much freedom to do things that people have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Well, the thing is, father and figures have been underrated. At the same time, though, can you really? I don't really fault them for undervaluing a lot, especially a lot of people, for the simple fact when we're kids, what do we usually? See? We're talking about traditional household all over again, right? Yeah. What are we used to seeing? A woman at the household. So you see the woman. You see with your eyes that your mother is making sure you're you, you're clean, taking. Feeding you food, making sure the house is clean, making sure you're clean, making sure you're doing homework, making sure you're going to bed, yada, yada, yada. While the dad, he is doing as much work or even more to be able to provide for the family. But you don't see it. But you don't see it. Mm. Like, I had the exact same mentality until I started working with my dad. And then I'm like, holy shit, my dad does a lot of things for like me, Like, how too. many, I know it's weird to say, but like, how many women cheat on their husbands because they say he's no, long, he's no longer around the house? He doesn't 
give you an attention. Exactly. Probably because he works a lot. He's tired when he gets home and he wants to rest for the next day to go back to work. To be able to financially stabilize for the house. And again, that's lifestyle inflation and that's a matter of values. Too. No, no, no. I'm just saying like working 40 hours a week, just the standard 40 hours a week. Oh, yeah. That's still like, a lot like, Because when you're a kid, let's be honest. You, you you thought your mom did way more than than what your dad did. Like let's be completely honest. I'll be completely honest. That's what I thought too when I was a little kid. I thought my mom did more than my dad. Yeah. Until I grew up and then I realized no, my dad and my mom both have to do a lot of work, but in different aspects. The thing is, one I got to see every single day, while the other I rarely got to see. Like I didn't know my dad worked sometimes had to work eighty hours a week just to be able to find just be able to. Take care of us. Which I think that kind of goes in the whole giving your child a bunch of different experiences. I think the fathers should take their daughters or their sons to work. work that's what they should do. Like during summertime, I think honestly, like one summer, the parents should just like the, the wife. The wife says, no, you go in with your father every single day that he has work. Well, All right, Jimmy. So this is mommy's OnlyFans studios. This is daddy's OnlyFans We are talking about traditional households. Now, obviously, some of the da- some, some dads can't take their kids to work and some moms can't take their kids to work for, you know. Yeah, no, for but obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. But like if you're like, let's just say like you're working like a standard nine to five job as let's just say a banker. They should give the option that the kids should go with them just to see how hard they work right, and how boring and how dedicated it is too. Mm-hmm. Then the kid gains some appreciation for how hard exactly. the family works. Someone that can and, steal money for you. Yeah, and on top of that, they see the value of hard work. Exactly. Like you need to, you need to give your child a bunch of experiences and like, challenge. Have them. you ever thought why a lot of rich kids are actually successful underneath their parent? Like, well, and able to make the same amount of money or even more than their parents? They had a chance to try a lot of different things and see what they're good at. And also, their parents would actually take them around with them, too, to see how 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 is it to be able to sustain the success yep. to achieve the success, too. Well, the parents can also finance their startup, too. Their but startup what, what I'm trying to say, the, the thing is, no matter how much you finance, the kid still has to put in the work. But I firmly believe that the difference between a highly successful rich kid and a spoiled rich kid is just their upbringing. Exactly. Because, like, the spoiled rich kid was probably given all the luxuries in the world and never had to work hard. But that also comes down to parenting, too. Yeah, that's a matter of That's what I'm saying. Parenting is very important. Like, what's easier? Just getting them their new game station or maybe taking them out to fish? Or, no, you know, actually punishing them if they're making noises or just giving them a Game Boy. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm talking about this is old, 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 but like, giving them a phone just so they can play video games on it. What's easier for the parent? The Game Boy came out like 20 years ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I yeah, if your kid's old, crying old. and you just give them an iPhone, it's probably it's easier. easier. Easier for them, right? But doesn't necessarily mean it's the best for no, them. No, absolutely well, not. How many kids nowadays growing up with iPads? A lot. Like my babies. little brother, for example, like, thankfully I was there because my mom was going to do this. I same thing. I told my little brother, like, look, this is what I tell my little brother. I don't give a rat's ass about your grades. He was so surprised when I told him. This is the first thing I told him. The only person who should give a darn about their grades is you. He's looking at me. He's so weird, like, why? He's like, for the simple fact it's your life at the end of the day, and I want you to be successful. I don't give a rat's ass what you do with your life. All I do is when you want to do something, you commit fully to it. I don't care. Like when I tell him, go home and do your homework. He's like, but you never did your homework. Yes, and I'm fucked up now. <laughs> and I don't want you to be fucked up like I am. Look I'm how just, that well that turned out. Anyway, I don't, 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 no, I mean, he obviously he has his flaws too. Like, But who mm-hmm. doesn't have their flaws? No, but like if we just did our work. But here's the thing, right? But like, you instilled really good values. Yeah, here's him. the thing. Like, I'm like super strict with the soda too. I like told him like once a week you can have soda. He's looking at me like. He's a very mom, wise soul. But mom and, my mom and dad doesn't want me to have. Like, mom and dad lets me have two or three times a soda a week. I'm like, oh, rat says, I'm, I'm taking care of your health. He's like, I told my lord, you should start working out. He's like. But I don't want to work. I'm like, look, I'm telling you this for your own benefit. Down the line, 
you're gonna be needing it and it's better off for you to start at, at a young age like don't I make the same mistake i did yeah like, like i'm telling you like like this is what you should do like just try it out. like look try it out for a month too now he works out four or five times a day for a week oh, oh damn dang four, four or five, five times a week <laughs> yeah give me a buff kid yeah i know you, you see the muscles now obviously he doesn't eat clean so he has like you know like that fat buff like you know is like, he in the strength class no no no, cool. no he, he's not but he has like he actually has like i told him to get growing. in there i told him he actually has like biases growing and good like, deal so, yeah. if only if the i don't want to say his name but the guy who they call him coach in san juan um the dude with the cap is kind of bald did any did any like leaf school a long time ago? Did he? I mean, he was there when I was. He's there. a fat guy, right? No, he was he was skinny, dude. Oh, I don't know, but I don't know about him. But I, was, I thought you were talking about the fat guy. He was the first strength and coach. No, I know, but there's another one. Yeah, and I don't know who you're talking about. But it starts with an H. But honestly, I, I don't remember his name. But I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Honestly, I think like parent, a good if, if I was to tie all this together, parenting is just an extension of the values that the parents have. But see, here's the thing. At and, the end of the day, my little brother comes to me first. Like when it comes down to soda, my little brother says, "Is it okay if I have a soda?" In front of my mom and dad, by the way, it's hilarious. When it comes down to like advice, he comes to me for advice, and it, like it comes down to a lot of things. Like sometimes, you can't do that, just sir, because they're gonna expect you to have kids now and be responsible. I know, I know. and I'm telling my like sometimes, like like I tell my little brother, like look, I can't help you on this. So just ask your father, and he'll be able to like help you out more than me. Like your dad's more of an expert than I am. Or right? sometimes mom too. I'm like, you know what? About cleaning and all that other stuff, just ask your mom. She knows way more than me. <laughs> like, then then that's it. But at the same time, my little brother always goes to me first to ask for advice. Yes, he gets along better with my other brother, but when it comes down to damn, like no, they're, they're like basically best friends. But when it comes down to how like, that happen, they have more interest than than me and my little brother have. Hmm. Also, because Muhammad's probably not strict on him at all. I was trying to say names. Actually, you know, ironically, he's actually more strict than than me. <laughs> he's like, don't do what I did. Don't go for a no, 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 no. So the thing is, I learned from my mistake was because I had prior experience over him, so I knew what I fucked up was him. So I changed it on my little brother. Yeah. He never had experience of dealing with a younger brother. Hmm. So the only experience he had was with me. And I didn't do a good job with the middle one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the first one. I'm not I'm not gonna be like At least oh, you learned though. I know, but I kinda of fucked him up a little bit too, but you know <laughs> That's yeah. not your responsibility. Yeah, you made him go into the schooling he went to and not go for the high No, no, degree. he become very, he's he became very shut in and doesn't talk about Jack shit. That's a lot of guys nowadays. At least he works out and keeps himself in shape. No, he doesn't work out anymore. Really? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of funny. He seemed like it was like a little... Does he still eat as much as he Oh, doing? yes, he does. Well, it's bad. Well, always good a thing to check in with him, make sure he's okay. I, think I remember I like every time... Yeah. We were always at your house and he would always be like, oh, later. Or coming back from working out. Mm -hmm. Damn. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. Does it really? What do you think, guys? I don't know. You told me you're the one that's... But yeah, at it. the end of the day, communication is very important. Admit, admit what you know and what you don't know, guys. It's okay not to know shit. And it's okay to tell other people that if you don't know shit, it's totally fine. Yeah. Make sure you get along with people just because they have different opinions does not necessarily mean they're bad people. They just have different opinions because of their upbringings. Thank you for watching the. Sh thank you for watching. listening to our. Yeah, thank you for watching. Thank you for watching and listening to our podcast. If you did enjoy it, please follow us, and enjoy the rest of your Friday. Goodbye. Adios. Hey guys. This is Christian from Wine Guys. Thank you so much for listening and enjoying the episode this week. Um, we're finally caught up back to schedule. Um, so the episodes from this point forward will be released out on time. <laughs> so um, it took us a little while to get everything caught up. Um, I'm going to be moving over to my new place in L.A. Uh, on the 23rd. Um, so whenever you guys get this message, then you'll know I'm probably already in that area. Uh, so 
I'll be still continuing the podcast from this point forward, um, but scheduling is going to be changing around a little bit. So just just look forward to that. Um, Also, we are going to be discussing about ways to continue titling the show and um, keeping the show interesting for all of you. So if you enjoy the content and have any critical feedback or questions of your own that you'd like to have answered for our own fan Q&A, please send us an email to wineguyspodcast at gmail.com. We really look forward to hearing from you and thank you for enjoying the podcast uh, up to this point. Um, We'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.